This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, star date. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow. We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any link subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. For once, I don't even know where to start. In French Lick, it sounds like Tiberius has been messily devoured by the alien plants, and Julie, Ben, and Donna were headed into the greenhouse where, hopefully, they won't meet the same fate. On the Oz-9, the ship is floating through a debris field that also contains a live, potentially even eager, apocalypse device. And then... Hang on, space monkeys, I'm being handed a slip of paper. Wait, ho hold it, I, I can't read this word, is that cosmic? What, what is this? An, an ad? You want me to do an ad? In the middle of the recap? Huh? You know, given how many things are apparently in my contract, according to you, well, let's just say I don't remember signing a phone book. Phone book. I don't have time to explain, but it's very thick. Like you. Out! Oh, Ron Howard never had to put up with this nonsense. In brief, please give money to the Kickstarter so Oz9 can be a, a comic book? Oh, good lord, really? Go to bit.ly slash Oz9comic, capital O, capital C. Or just go to Kickstarter and search for Oz9, because Ron knows there's not nearly enough Oz9 in the world. Uh, I need a drink. What is that? What is what? That. Yeah, I think she means the frond sticking out of your pocket. Is this really the most pressing concern right now, Captain? It is if that's what I think that is. Leet. either it's way past time for you to throw out the sandwich you're storing in there, or you have an alien in your pocket. Okay, I have an alien in my pocket. But so does Greg. Hang on there. As far as we know, none of pneumonia's kind has ever tried to kill us. I know, I know. Sorry, pneumonia. It was just an example. I said I was sorry. Sheesh. No need to compare me to a... What was this you have just said? 
Yes, that's very helpful. Now perhaps in English. Not sure how to translate it. It's sort of like the gunk that collects on the ceiling of a zero-G hut after the annual celebration of FAF, the festival of bathwater-flavored beverages. It's not nice. Why, each time I believe I could not be sorry here to have asked a question, Leet reminds me that I have barely scratched the surface of regret. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, are we by chance going to discuss what just happened, you know, with the spies and the travel back in time to Earth and the vortex and the whirlies and the... Oh, I was pretty sure that was a fever dream. Then how do you explain the crippling hangover you have today? I woke up on the Oz 9. The popcorn machine is still broken, so in my mind, there's nothing to talk about. So, what plan is it from, Lee? The mold? One of the aliens? The big baddie? Oh god, tell me it's not a cutting from the big baddie. Of course not. Do you think I'm stupid? So, uh, who would like to feel this toasty potato? Look, are we done discussing Leek's pocket garden? There's an apocalypse device out there, and any minute now, we're going to bang into it. Uh, could you not say bang? Oh, of course. Any minute now, we're going to politely tap it on the shoulder with our ship, murmur an apology, request permission to slip past, and continue on our way, and then die horribly and noisily. 50,000 light years from home, spraying our insides like soggy pink fireworks across the night sky. Whew. You're in rare form. Am I? Well, when I woke this morning, I think I was about an inch taller than usual, which threw off absolutely everything. Everything? Shut up. <sighs> However, I'm not entirely sure I'm an inch taller. I could be an inch shorter. Or extended sideways, or on a diagonal, because I can't see myself. Um, so, yes. yes. I suppose I could be in rare form, but I have no idea what that new and rare form might be. Only that I'm currently unable to eat without stabbing myself in the chin with my fork. You could use a spoon? Yes. Thank you. If you could just... Oh, and my ship is about to explode. But other than that... I thought the production of our American cousin was really quite delightful. Thank you for asking. Hmm. Are we through? Would you like a lozenge? No, thank you. And by lozenge, I mean quick death by being fed to Albert. And by quick, I mean really quite slow. I'm through. There's a bomb out there somewhere, hidden amongst the debris. So perhaps we might turn our attention to that for just a moment. And the, uh, showertorium. Don't forget about that. I don't know what that is. I'd also like to know more. But, having once been an apocalypse device myself, I think that's our more urgent conversation. Well, I agree, though realistically, what are our chances of encountering it? Naturally. It's all right. That wasn't a Paco, just a random helmet hitting us with a head inside. Should be floating past the window in a minute. The chances are nearly 100%, Doc. The bombs have heavy magnets in them. That's why it was so hard to wrestle my old shell to the airlock. The only reason we got it there at all was thanks to the thin layer of linoleum on all the floors. 
Oh, that would explain why so many of my aunts went out the airlock visit. If it's been out there with all the Oz-9 Debris, it's got to be covered in metal by now, right? So can't we just steer clear of the big wad of metal if we see it? What? Why are you all staring at me? Oh, come on, I've had ideas before. When? Shut up. And you pronounced it Debris. Shut up. Greg? No good, I'm afraid. They're set to be attracted to Oz ships that have active life forms aboard. I don't reckon that describes the Oz asterisks anymore. You, uh, didn't tell us that when we dumped your old shell overboard. Couldn't it have turned around and come right back at us? It did. But Colin was able to fly us to safety. That's right, I did. Well, hooray for me. By flying us past the Oz-72, which picked it up and blew up 48 minutes later. Ah, uh, condolences. So you're saying it'll find us? No matter what. Unless it found another Oz still alive to attach to. And I don't reckon there are many left. Perhaps Colin should take over the helm. Here's the thing about that, though. Once it's latched onto us, we'll be trying to shake it forever after. Literally, the only thing we could do is get another live Oz ship to fly between us and it. If only. What? Oh, I'm a bad person for wishing death on hypothetical people in order to save our very real lives. Is that it? Head. Well, in any case, this is not a likely scenario. The next step is to dismantle it. Not possible. One moment, please, my stripey, cynical friend. Once they attach, is there not an hour countdown before they explode? Forty-eight minutes, yes. What was that for? That's nowhere near enough time to abandon ship or call for help. It wasn't supposed to be. I believe the designers thought it would be amusing. Oh, apocalypse devices are hard to detect, so the crew would spend the 48 minutes just trying to figure out where it was barnacled onto their ship. Hilarious. If we ever do get back to Earth, Olivia, would you mind providing me with a spreadsheet of all the ship's engineers' addresses and phone numbers? I have some stacky botrys spores I'd like to send them. Stack of butt sores? Stacky botrys. A highly toxic mold that causes flu-like symptoms, diarrhea, headaches, memory loss, and severe respiratory damage. Why? Ooh, Dr. Theo. Just when I think you can't get more attractive. Swoon! <laughs> I was offered a position on a research project aimed at discovering the ideal petri dish shape for growing cultures harvested from under the ear flaps of sub-Saharan weasels. I have officially crossed the threshold of wishing I'd taken that job instead of this one. Oh, I heard about this study. It was really quite interesting because it turns out bacteria prefer round petri dishes after all. So, in the end, they didn't accomplish much. And you qualify that as interesting. Hmm. Our future together is suddenly in doubt. Magnet bomb. Indeed. What I was saying is we will have 48 minutes to locate and disable the bomb once it attaches. Impossible. Clearly, you have been raised on a very dark and stormy savannah. You must remember that I have done very many things on the Oz ships for gated galaxies. For example... In our 778, I have placed the instructions for dismantling an apocalypse device. Ugh, oh, 
Thank Gord. Okay, we've got a fighting chance. It could attach any moment and start the clock, so we need to get moving. Olivia, call up Emily and... What's his name? And hang on a minute. Why didn't you tell us this when we had our own device to worry about? Well, I forgot until just this moment. My dear captain, I have been breathing hallucinogenic, toxic substances for science. And for entertainment, truth be told. Since before your parents were, um, dancing the Schultplattler, if you uh, understand me. Even less than usual. Doc! Dr. Von Habesetzer, if we could... While I will likely survive the encounter with the bomb, I'll spend the rest of my existence floating in space, alone, with only my own thoughts for company and none of you. Hang on. Olivia, call the 778 quick before she finishes that thought. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. As if the writer meant for the Oz Asterisk Apocalypse device to be the season's cliffhanger, but inadvertently wrote it into the story too soon. We leave the crew scrambling yet again to save their skins. Back in French Lick, our merry gang of extra thick terrestrials is, wait for it, in danger. There's no one here. That's weird. It is awfully quiet for the middle of the day. Honey, when we get home, I'm paving over your vegetable garden. Sorry, but it's happening. It's really not. Hey, uh, Donna, wasn't your mom the goddess of agriculture? Maybe you could talk to them? Ha ha. And no offense, everyone, but these guys don't seem real cultured to me. Oh, no. Is that Gertie? Is she dead? I can't exactly take her pulse, Donna. But they ripped her out of her pot and left her on the compost pile, so I'm guessing she's not in great shape. What are you doing? It's my fault she's suffering. She was eating us. Oh, I know. But that's no excuse for being rude. Yes, it is. You and Julie, go count the plants and whatnot. You don't need me to help with that. Just, uh, show it if you get into trouble. Can we leave her alone with these things? What if she's in cahoots with them? What about blasting that one to pieces as cahoots to you? Also, cahoots? Really? Dude. I don't know. Go do the count. Stay well out of range. Alone? 
Are you crazy? Look, see that? What are you pointing at? Right there. That rut, see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a track down the middle of the rows. It's a safety zone for people who take care of the plants. Stay on the path and you'll be fine. Go. You sure? Ish. Uh, yes. Besides, we don't want to make Maggie an orphan. Oh, <laughs> that's comforting. I could use a little help with Gertie. And frankly, you two whisper about as quietly as the last loneliest Minnesotan gray catbird on prom night. You two about done over there? Nearly. Oh, go on. I'll see if I can get more information from her. Just stay on the path. Fine. Wait. Take a picture of me. Why? So Maggie will know what I looked like. Oh, good grief. Hold still. There, okay? Great. Maggie will think her father was blurry and the top of his head was missing. Go. One, two, three, four. Hang on. That dirt isn't the right pH. They like sulfur, remember? We're going to need some thick gloves. Ah, um, here, put these on. You don't have to help me. I'm a botanist. I don't like to see plants suffer, even when they try to eat me first. Ooh, that's pretty. What is that? Elemental sulfur crystals. Mix them up in the soil, try to get them evenly distributed. Yeah. Yep, just like that. Good. I do like digging. Yes, dear? I found a baseball cap in the safe zone. Okay. There's a head in it. I am not sure what to say about that. Okay. I'm just letting you know I love you. Love you too, honey. Keep counting. Poor fella. He really didn't sign up for this. Well, he married me. You must have had some interesting vows then. So what are you going to do about Pluto? He seems pretty determined if you ask me. I'm not sure. I'm half tempted to take him to Minnesota with me when this is all over. Dad'd get Lars Olsen off my back in a hurry. Besides, he's a sweetie. And that freeze thing could come in handy. I like your optimism that this will all be over someday. What is that good attitude based on? Partly my upbeat Minnesota heritage. Partly confidence in my abilities. And yours. Partly the fact that an ancient god has a crush on me. This main stock is pretty bent. Is she gonna make it? Bent? Uh, but not broken. We can... Kind of splint her up to stabilize her. Oh, what about the shattered pods? Normally, I'd advise cutting them off, but I don't really want to try that with her. What was that? Should I come back? We're all right. Keep counting. What are you up to? 97. Wait. 87. Damn it. Three. Uh. Uh.
She's awfully weak, poor thing. True, but smell that? What am I sniffing? Not sure, but her scent has changed, right? It was a sort of oily, wet, burning tire smell, and now it's a little lemony and, I don't know, warmer. I don't smell a thing, but I'll take your word for it. You reckon that's a good sign? No clue, but uh, I feel lighter and easier, don't you? Nope. You know, if you're trying to get information out of me, you're not doing too well. If you know that's what I'm doing, you could just offer. Oh, now where's the fun in that? Actually, I'm doing okay. I know you're left-handed, good with these plants, despite pretending you're not. Short-sighted, but you don't wear corrective lenses. Uh, Vain, maybe. Oh, and you play the violin. Who's taking care of your cat? No, cats. Well, would you listen to that? All right, Sherlock. First, Mrs. Peterson down the hall, which means they'll be lazy and spoiled by the time I get home. Second, I'm not vain. I just don't need the lenses. What did you know about the violin? You are vain, and you do need corrective lenses. I'm surprised you're still such a good shot. And calluses. Uh, Violin calluses, not guitar. (laughs) Right, smite, right, right, victory is ours. Smite, smite, always right, je ne sais pas pourquoi. Just Just watch watch your your back back now. Forever student, M-C-C-A-C-E-C. <laughs> I thought I recognized some of those diversionary tactics when we were running from the plants. Does Ben know? Or Mrs. Sheffield? Nope. Just you for now. And let's keep it that way, shall we? Why show your hand now? That's my business. Now help me get her on her, uh, roots. Okay. Hey, can you come give us a hand? Sorry, no. I can give you a foot. <laughs> Never mind. Hang on. I found another head. Wait. Is that the same one? Are these rows even straight? Ah, good. Two of you left, I see. And, uh, oh, they they took the thick one, then. Excuse me? I'm back here. Sixty. Wait. Fifty. Damn it! Uh, uh, Indispensable as always, it seems, eh, Benjamin? (laughs) Now, hang on. Uh, Have Pluto or Southers made it back here yet? Southers? Yes, yes, he was waiting for us at the tunnels. As it appears, Tiberius went into the tunnels to offer his brother in tribute to the others. Tiberius has a brother. Had. Oh, they killed his brother already? No, of course not. He's not even here yet. Probably. Do keep up. There you are, Ben. Good God, what is that awful thing you're holding? I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Ben, Ben, what happened? Are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Donna? What you got there? Is that a... 
Oh, no. It was sticking out of a pod. I pulled on it. I, I thought I could save him, but... It came off in my hand. Is that... It's a... Hoof. A golden hoof. Oh. I did not expect that. If you all will just excuse me, I I think I'll just step out into the sunshine for a moment. Is she okay? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sure she will be. Hmm? <laughs> yes, on the other hand, I'm not sure if we just gained an advantage or... Lost one. So Tiberius is gone. Uh, we believe so. Yes, uh, he did a lot of shouting and then suddenly none at all, which is generally not a good sign. Uh, Tiberius and Pluto, eh? two knights, rooks, kings removed from the game. Oh. The chessboard has been rearranged, my friends. But in whose favor? What are you looking at me for? I don't know. I found a way to make my job better, though. Every time someone does something breathtakingly stupid, I take a drink. It's possible I passed out briefly around the bit where Ben went off at his own to count the plants and... By the way, that path down the middle was actually caused by several of the gardeners being dragged away by the really nasty bugger of a plant right at the back. <laughs> oh, and I forgot about Julie and Donna helping Gertie. Drink! Oh, yeah. It's a good thing I leave my text messages on. You've been listening to... Shannon Perry as Madeline and Olivia, Richard Cowan as Leet, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Kevin Hall as Greg, Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer and Joe, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse and Donna, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Aaron Clark as Ben, Erie Alexander as Julie, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Richard Nadalny as your narrator, and me, Kyle Jones, as narrator too. Don't forget to check out the Kickstarter for the Oz9 comic book at bit.ly slash oz9comic. Climb aboard for adventure. Your traveling companions our fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room 
is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.